Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of Bold Sports. Got Steve here, Matt's hanging out too. I'm hanging. Yeah. I'm more than hanging, I'm, I'm here to record a podcast. Right? Ready Definitely. To talk. Definitely. Ready, to, get ready some... to spill the beans, people. Ready to spill the beans. So, how was your sports week? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I I watched Olympics. Um, the men's curling final was on at like, it started at like 1.30 in the morning, I think, when they were starting to get ready for it. So, that's like right in my sweet spot of right. being done with work. Being able to watch TV, um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I was I was at a bar for the the women's hockey gold medal game, you know. So I got to chant USA. And well, wait, wait, how late did the bar show? Because that game went till no, that game that game ended like right at like two. Right at two. Yeah. Like, okay. Because right, right, like he turned the TV off like as soon as it was over, like kind of deal. Right. Because like, the curling, I was, uh... the curling, we started at the bar and then we had to work our way home. Right. Because I, I for that gold medal game, I was home. And that started, and I watched it, and then uh, went up to bed, and I finished watching it in bed, and it went till like two something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you probably got last call, and they're like, you can stay till till the game's over, and then you got to go. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was over. It was over after two, but um, but yeah, last week when we recorded was whenever the women were playing in the semifinal game. Did that? Why? Well, I, I remember no, no, watching, no, no, we watched the men. We lose. watched the men's lose. That's what it was. We, we watched the men lose last week when we were recording. And then um, the women had the gold medal game. And again, uh, you know, February 22nd happened to be my birthday. So there's two great USA gold medal championships, one on my birthday, which was 1980, the Mir on Ice. And, of course, the women just did it last week on the 22nd, yeah. which was awesome. That is good. That is always good. You know, uh, not as much of a miracle because it's, you know, USA women's hockey is... But they still beat Canada. They beat Canada, but... They I beat mean, Canada. The that, first, that was... first time since 2004? That's big. I, think I don't know how often they play in like World Cups and stuff. Right, but well, first the gold medal. Oh no, it was the first gold medal since '98. Oh, okay. It was yeah. the first gold medal for the for the women since '98. Which doesn't sound like a long time, but that's that's 20 years, folks. Yeah, it is. I'm getting old. '98 was uh, that was um, Salt Lake City, right? No, that was Nagano. That was Nagano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Salt Lake City, they Salt won Lake silver. The, yeah. They won silver. That's whenever the uh, Canada won uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a great game. It was awesome. Um, the know. shootout goals were cool. Um, uh, I was a little bummed that like they don't do at least in the gold medal game, like just do endless overtime yeah. until someone scores. Yeah, you would. Think. But you know, it's the Olympics. It's, you know what, Amanda you know. Amanda Kessel is a gold medalist, mm-hmm. uh, and she had a uh, a shootout goal. I love that uh, uh, there. I love that they pointed out Kenny Albert actually worked in the phrase Phil Kessel is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He did. I heard that. But he on didn't. The he didn't do it until overtime. Like he waited as long as he possibly could to like work that in. I thought. I thought that was interesting. He said Phil Kessel is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and Amanda Kessel just scored a shootout goal mm-hmm. in the gold medal game of the Olympics. I think is how he worked that in there. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. It was a great game. Good job to the uh, to the uh, USA women's program. That's awesome. Uh, women's hockey's uh, getting more and more exciting, getting more following, mm. uh, especially in the college ranks. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I think maybe I'm surprised we didn't see her this year. I want to say because of the name, but maybe she's not good enough for Team Canada. But Sydney Crosby's sister, oh yeah, plays. I think she plays St. Cloud State. Oh really? Um, now she just might not be good enough, or might not be in that sweet spot. You know, maybe the name just doesn't help, or doesn't help that much. I don't know. Oh. Um, but also, but also, <laughs> well, did you... maybe maybe they think she's like some other Crosby, right? You know, uh, like but, it's but, just a coincidence. Well, but right? did you see on some of the women's teams? Uh, the the woman from Finland, um, this is like her like fifth Olympics. Mm-hmm. She's like forty four years old. Yeah, and she was with Finland. And she's playing with girls that were eighteen. Sure. I mean, and also the USA women. I mean, they range from eighteen years old. To, I think in their mid thirties. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, hockey is one of those sports. I mean, you look in the NHL, you got guys that are forty three playing with guys that are eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so, there I mean, there will be like a a lady Chelios. Oh, Some, I'm sure. Someday soon, like I think that, maybe the next yeah, Winter Games, I, I, I there'll think, be a 40 year old. I think at that some chick point. from yeah. Finland that yeah. uh, will probably be. I think she's probably 48. At the she'll be 48 mm-hmm. for the next Olympics. Maybe yeah, that's Finland. I mean, we need like we need like a good American, to right? Make, make awesome. it a perfect like analog for Chris Chelios. Ah, uh, you know? yeah, awesome. Speaking of hockey, uh, let's move into the NHL. We just had the trade deadline. Uh, trade Wasn't deadline came up as it was. It was pretty interesting. Um, as a Penguins fan, it was interesting. As a Penguins fan, it was it was very up and a little down, and you're like, oh well, that's okay then. But I'm going to start off real quick with a uh, Metropolitan Division rival, the um, Rangers. Uh, pretty much purged their whole team, and they even mentioned the words rebuilding. They're going. They, into, they issued a letter. Yeah, they did issue a letter and said, "We are rebuilding. This is what we're doing." They purged their whole team. Uh, they traded Rick Nash, Michael Grabner, Nick Holden, J.T. Miller, and Captain Ryan McDonough. Um, so the, yeah, they purged their whole team because those names—three of those, three of those five names—are huge. But they're also in their early thirties, which would be Rick, Rick Nash is a little older. Grabner's thirty-one. McDonough, I think, like late twenties. J.T. Miller, I think's mid twenties, and Nick Holden, I think's mid twenties. So I mean, they literally did purge their whole team. But I, if I pulled up on the phone right now, I could. I, I, I can't remember where I saw the site though. The Rangers got back so many draft picks, and they got back a bunch of young talent that's in AHL and ECHL and stuff right now. They, they got a lot back. They purged their whole team, and th- th- those are just the big names. I think they there's two other guys on their team that they trade off to, but those are the big names from there. So. They are definitely on the we're gonna win in three to four years. Yeah, mentality where the Pens are definitely on there. We're gonna win now mentality. The other big name in the trade deadline, Evander Kane, went to the Sharks from the Sabers. Um, and not that he's a big name, but I mean he's a former Pen. Mark Letestu ended up with the Blue Jackets uh, from the Preds, and also another Pen, former Pen, was a current Pen, ended up with the Blue Jackets after this big deal. Penn's um, pulled off uh, their trade, and Jim Rutherford said it was his hardest, most difficult trade to date as a GM. Makes sense, then, that, you know. Three-team deal. Three-team deal. There's cash involved. Cash involved. Um, um, people are paying other people's salaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Of course, everyone else in the league is, or maybe not the GMs themselves, but fans all around the league are pissed and... You know, accusing, accusing the Penguins. You're not, but people who don't like the Penguins are saying that they're like, you know, exploiting a loophole. You know, where where they get to, you know, 
they I think they had the trade rejected once because of like something to do with with like the cap money. It was salary cap money. Yeah. But the the way they phrased it, it was it was like such like just like contract like legal speak, and it sounds so boring and dry. And I just I wanted to see like how Wes McCauley would interpret it. You know, it's like like so what too much money. Going the wrong way. The uh, the the trade we're talking about. Um, the Penguins get Derek Broussard, and they also got Vincent Dunn in this deal. Um, they gave up a third round pick. Oh, they oh, sorry. They also got a third round pick. I believe that third round pick came from Vegas. Mm. They sent a first round pick in 2018, a third round pick in 2019 to Ottawa. Um, Ryan Reeves went to Vegas. Ian Cole went to Ottawa and a fourth round pick in 2018 that I believe also went to Ottawa. Um, here's the funny part. I don't even think Cole cleared, um, visas because he got flipped back out yesterday on a trade deadline on the 26th to Columbus Mm -hmm. from Ottawa. So I don't even know he put on an Ottawa jersey. I don't. I don't think he did. I don't. I. I don't even think. I mean, he might have been with the team for a day, and then they flipped yeah. his ass back out to to Columbus. So, so Ian Cole is now in Columbus, which is back in division, playing against the Pens. I. Uh, I don't. That kind of upsets me. A is little he bit. Cole Canadian or American? I want to say he's American. Don't hold me to it. All right. So, um, so having like Canadian work experience, you know, that that could be yeah, but but like detrimental I said, to a future presidential campaign. So yeah. it's good if he didn't have to like do all the paperwork. That's true. That's true. But like, you know, like I said, I don't even think he put on an Ottawa jersey. I don't even know if he practiced with the team or anything. I wouldn't put one on if I played for him. Uh, that's true. Stupid. But that was a big deal <laughs> there. And then we got another guy in the trade. Um, uh, the deadline. Uh, Defenseman, who the hell was it? Um, you know, from Carolina. Yeah, the guy from Carolina. They say Gorges or Georges or I. I don't know. I. I should know this. <laughs> I really should. Um, but yeah, that that was like a. I don't know. They they they're just trying to have another option in case Hunwick doesn't work out. Which you know, a lot of people are freaking out that they're not. Strong enough on their bottom defense pair right now, um, you know. Time will tell on that. Um, you know, I think they, I think they've gone into cup runs in the past with not the strongest uh, depth at defense. I mean, it's been a position of strength for them that they've used to trade from strength. Um, so you're, you're saying like we can get away with weakening ourselves at, at the D a little bit, um, but that third line they're putting together is just ridiculous. And. You know, it comes down to is think about it this way: the last two GMs the Pens have had won the GM of the Year award, the mm-hmm. Jack Adams award, or not Jack Adams, that's Coach of the Year. That's Coach of the they Year. They won that GM of the Year. I can't remember the actual name of that one. Uh, Ray Shiro won that in '09 mm-hmm. when we went and won the Cup. Rutherford won that in '16 when we went and won the Cup. He didn't win it last year, but you know. Shiro might win it again this year. Shiro might win it again this year. And John John Hines and, might win the Jack Adams. And we uh and we we watched uh, the New York Jer- yeah the New Jersey Devils come into Pittsburgh tonight. Mm-hmm. They didn't put a whooping. It no. was it was a three to two game. It, it was, was a tight game. game the whole way. It was a good game. As it work, I got to see clips. I got to. Did see, you guys I, have the captions on? I did not have no, the captions no, on. No. We had sound. We had sound on. Um, 
But cool. uh, you guys I know. have a jukebox. Not for the you don't have thing. like you don't have like cranky old hippies who like nah. Insist on I'm kind of in a big area. I'm kind of in a bigger bar oh, area okay. and whatnot where we have sound <laughs> on for the game. That's cool. Um, so I got to listen to it. I got to listen to uh, you know Bob Airy and I still can't remember the new announcer's name, but um, Mearsy, Mearsy, Steve Mears. Come on, man. Yeah. So uh, now here's the fun fun little thing about this. Eric Carlson, uh, captain defenseman from Ottawa. He's kind of left out in the cold. Uh, he stayed in Ottawa. Um, no deal happened, though. He was um, talked about on a trade block, this, that, and the other thing. Um, nothing happened with him. He's still there. Now, most likely, he'll be with a new team next season. Um, the Pens, or, or sorry, the Sens, Senators have also purged their team out pretty well. So Carlson is pretty much the last big name on the Senators right now. Uh, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy that he's now got the rest of this. You know, last year, you know, they in the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7 overtime against the Penguins. If it wasn't for Chris Kunitz, mm-hmm. would that, you know, that could have went another overtime. Who knows? Uh, that was double overtime, too. So, uh, Carl, he's a hell of a player. I mean, yeah. he's a good two-way defenseman. Um, you know, he's, I, I feel bad for him now. He's last man standing. Yeah. In in Ottawa, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. So well, there's yeah. that. It's Yeah, I guess it's tough. He doesn't get to go anywhere and try to play for a cup this year. This year he doesn't. Um, uh I mean, cuz they were trying to work a deal out of Vegas with him. Uh they're trying to work a deal out um also with the Pens, like yeah. coupling and a Broussard deal, but we couldn't afford both. Yeah, well, you know, it's I mean, not, there's it's no not way the you can bring job to make his life more comfortable. I mean, no, he's, a, he's an asset. He's an employee of the club. You know, you want you want to get fair market value for your assets. You don't, you don't like sell your house for less than it's worth just because you think that it's like nice and deserves to have someone in it. You know, and um, unless you're going through a bitter, rough divorce and you just want to piss off the other person in the relationship. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Trust me, I have a friend. There's all kinds of ways to hide things, too, you know. I, I have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> that That's doing kind of like that. It's like, as long as I walk away even, I don't give a shit <laughs> if I make anything off of it or not. So uh, like, I wonder if anyone's ever, like, sold the copper out of their house. Like, not because they're a meth head, but just because they're, like, getting divorced. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad... Well... <laughs> Trust me, I, I I have a friend that's going through a divorce right now. It's kind of funny, but um, about his house, you might like, want to watch what you say, Steve. This, this, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want to subpoena Bold Sports. Yeah, right. I'm not subpoenaing. Don't have Bold to subpoena Sports. Bold Sports. They can download us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, yeah. <laughs> Google Play, Apple, Apple Music, <laughs> anywhere you can get us. Um, but no, I, so this trade deadline was kind of fun, and uh, you know, a couple big names move. Nothing too crazy. People putting some pieces in. Um, we're going to talk more about the pens later on the show and so forth. I just wanted to cover the trade trade deadline right, right off the bat. It was crazy. I mean, like with with the pens thing going on, um, just like when I when I saw that Broussard went to or not Broussard, sorry, uh, Grabner went to New Jersey. Right. Um, you know, I I felt like the Pens were going to make a run at Broussard, but I I didn't. Well, because the they Pens were, were also to... looking at Grabner too, right? Exactly, and they, and you know, like they they're similar type of player. So with you know Grabner out of the picture, the Pens like double down on their efforts to get Broussard. 
Uh, but I don't think anybody expected it to be this technical and complicated and a three-way deal. I mean, it was almost like an NBA trade. Um, baseball. or Baseball trades are crazy. Yeah, like it's it's just so much, you know. And then they, they finally get it done, um, you know, and it's it's good to have them on board um, when you start to look at the, like, the implications for that third line. And, you know, time will tell. Like, they got rid of Reeves. They got rid of Reeves. Reeves was a presence on the ice, and he's the one that you you know if you fucked with anybody, he'd he'd beat your ass. But we're getting down to that part of the season you know, where you can't afford fighting. Majors. Where you can't afford fighting majors. Uh, he didn't do too bad. He wasn't heavily penalized. Mm. Uh, he covered. Uh, he he scored a couple goals. Yeah, he had a couple of assists. I mean, for his ice time, I mean, he was definitely a a, a minus guy. Yeah, but. It's not the first he, time the Pens have like you know, sacrificed toughness. You know, he, oh, definitely not. Oh. You, you don't you don't win playoff games by fighting everybody. You you know you win with speed and, and scoring, scoring and endurance, and it doesn't hurt to have four lines that you can roll out there like a, like a machine. Exactly, and that's I mean, that's look what how they're fast Sullivan got, brought a fast game to the Pens. Yeah, look how fast they got. It also helps when you add guys like Carl Hagelin, mm. who is a speedster. Yeah, dude covers two hundred feet of ice like that. Like yeah. he's fast. He is fast. And um, then the Hornquist deal also. Mm. Like I, I mean, we'll talk about that. Later, we'll talk right? about that. But uh, we're feeling good about the Pens right now. Yeah, we are feeling real good about the Pens right now. Also, um, we're gonna get off the hockey trade for a minute. Here's a little something that came up today. Uh, you're as much. You're not as big as a golf fan as I am, Matt. Um, but I know there's a lot of people, and you're probably one of these people, that will actually strive to watch the four majors oh, yeah, that go def- on. Definitely. But you, you won't sit down and like watch the Brinstone, or, you, or you're not going to like strive to watch like Pebble Beach or whatever. But this you're, is correct. But you're going to strive to watch the Masters. The I US will. Open, the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. or the PGA Championship, and the... Um, Oh, and I the, love the British Open. Because, British Open, because it's in your wheelhouse. Because it's over at, like, 2 o'clock. It starts at 2 a.m. in the morning, and it's <laughs> yeah, over. It's yeah. over you know. Oh, yeah. It's like I, I can merge my, like, golf nap with my actual, like, real sleeping schedule. Right. Like, exactly. Oh, it's 6 a.m., time to go to bed. Time to put on golf. <laughs> you know, but that, which is awesome. I'm not that much of a fan. So, so check this out. Is um, So, the PAGA Tour, the U.S. Open, will no longer... Um, have an 18-hole Monday playoff in the event of a tie. Uh, it's the last um, of the majors to change to a, uh, a same-day f- playoff format. What they're going to do is they're going to have a uh, two-hole. Uh, they're going to play 17-18 again in the event of the uh, tie at the end of the final 72 holes. They'll play 17-18 again, and if that happens, they'll play 17-18 again. And I think they said they uh, if that happens twice, then they, they'll go play eight and nine, um, and so forth. So one of the cool things I liked about the U.S. Open was if there was a tie, you had eighteen holes of golf to watch on Monday. Yeah, which may or may not have hindered your work schedule. Counterpoint. Um, you know, Halton Bridge traffic on a Monday at Oakmont. Yeah, Halton Bridge traffic when, on a Monday at Oakmont. When Tiger's like going to, or like let's let's modernize it and say you got like Ricky Fowler, you know. And, um, and, you know what? Uh, the last <laughs> the last um, U.S. Open tie that I vividly remember was um, uh, uh, Rock Immediate mm. and Tiger Woods. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Um, 
It wasn't Oakmont. It was the year after Oakmont mm. uh, that they went to a tie, and Tiger was playing on that knee that he ended up having like reconstructive surgery on, like shortly after the U.S. Open, and put him out. He won in the 18-hole playoff. Um, that was the last 18-hole playoff I vividly remember. I believe it was Rockamia. I believe it was Rockamia because he was yeah he's from Litchfield, Greensburg. So yeah. Um, but that I, I want to say it was 07. It might have been an 08, somewhere around there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I totally watched that whole. Wait, it might have been 09. Yeah, I think maybe it was 09. I want to say it was Tory Pines. Mm. But yeah, so did they, did they give like a rationale for why they're not <clears throat> doing the 18 anymore? Is it is it because of the players? Like, it's because of I I don't the, the whole article I read about it from PGA Tour was. Um, it's coming down to they want to have it end on the day. They don't want to have an extra day to inconvenience the because the of clubs, the club TV ratings yeah. are probably in there. Uh, the people that come out and travel for the U.S. Open because you know when they hold the U.S. Open here at Oakmont, like Pittsburgh doubles in size. Yeah, almost. I don't. I, There's do a lot have... of Pittsburgh people that go to the U.S. Open. I was one of them, um, but. There's a lot of out of towners that come in. The hotels are full. Brings a lot of you know, brings a lot of business in, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the PGA golfers. You know, they're playing at Oakmont, but they stay at the Westin. They mm. stay at the Fairmont. Oh, they stay all over the place because I you mean, know, some of them rent houses. There's people in mm. Oakmont that I know that rent their house out for like thirty grand for the week. Yeah. For like Phil Mickelson and his family and whatnot. Yeah, I and went they to go the... stay in a hotel for a hundred and some dollars a night and like. Bridgeville, mm. you know, because they're getting thirty grand, and so it's okay to spend like a thousand bucks that week on yeah. a hotel room. Yeah, right. As long as the hotel has CBS, so you can watch the US not CBS. So be on like what NBC? It's CBS, NBC. It's all yeah, of them. Whatever. Um, but then uh, I had a friend of mine that rents an apartment in Oakmont, and in his lease mm-hmm. it says you cannot sublet your apartment for events at the Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if the U.S. Open is being played while you're renting my apartment, you cannot sublet it for, like, so- several thousand dollars. Man. <laughs> you know, my um, my my, my uh, brother-in-law's parents live pretty close to Oakmont. And when when it was there last, they let us park. Oh, which in, is awesome. In their driveway. Um, so you don't have to deal with the shuttle. Which yeah, is, like, you gotta put, like, yeah. they were doing the shuttle, you gotta, like, park at, like, Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Yeah. And which then, is horrible. And then they shuttle you back in, and it's just like, you know, I I went and I watched golf. Like I walked around the grounds of Oakmont Country Club for twelve hours. Yeah. And the last thing I want to do after like I'm all sunburned and tired because and, there's like, no trees the on the course anymore, and there's still beer. So you're there's half in beer the bag. All over. You don't yeah. want to sit on a shuttle bus with a bunch of strangers, man. You just want to like walk back to you know the house of someone that you're like related to loosely by marriage. And, you're like, like hang uh, out there for a while. Hang out there for all that traffic down. Hey, I'll even take a shower. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're they're loosely related, so it's okay yeah, so to jump in a shower. Yeah, you know, yeah. got plumbing that works. Yeah. You know, and the rest of their cars that they parked in their front yard and backyard and everything else, they charge fifty bucks for. Nah, I don't think they had too much. Of it. Like they might have a they might have a zoning law in Plum that you're like not allowed to. Well, no, no, park Oakmont, that many cars. no, Oakmont. There's people I know run out. They 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 park cars in their front yards and mm-hmm. shit for the open. No, oh, I know, like fifty. You know, fifty bucks. When we went to the Hall of Fame game in in Canton, like when I was a kid, when I was probably like eleven years old, yeah, I remember we we parked in just somebody's yard. 
you know i remember i remember it very well we just like pulled up on the grass and like hand, handed some guy like a 20 and, and just like you know, went, went to go see a football game and, and, and you hope that it was the person's house that you handed the guy the 20 yeah. to and not just some doing like, yeah park right here park right here. I, well i've seen that too in cleveland well i've seen that happen <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that happen in the citrus bowl in orlando yeah I went to the Citrus Bowl the one year. It was uh, uh, it, well, I was living in Florida. It was the late '90s, so it was um, uh, who was the Citrus Bowl that year? Uh, oh, it was um, it was uh, Michigan and Michigan and it was Michigan for sure. I can't remember who who they played, but I went to the Citrus Bowl and I lived in Orlando, so whatever. And we took a cab, but. Yeah, I watch people park in yards, and I'm like, and I'm like, I really hope that's their house. <laughs> Some of them weren't. <laughs> I mean, I would just, I guess, stay home that day. Or I guess you could do what everyone in Brookline does, and just like stick a bunch of cinder blocks on like the edge of your curb, so people can't like get up on your yeah under your yard. There's that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back and run through some other news going on and listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media have coming at you. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back for uh, the second round here. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? So this this came across my radar today. I'm sure it probably came across your radar there, Matt. Was uh, the MLBPA files a revenue sharing grievance against the Marlins, the A's, the Pirates, and the Rays, um, stating that the teams are not using the money uh, from the sharing to improve the product on the field, uh, and of course the teams deny any and all accusations. Well, to the claim, of course they will. Here's. Here's the thing about that, okay? This is the the players' union is making this complaint. Right. This is the players' union that will not allow a salary cap. Yes. Um, they'll go on strike before there's a salary cap. So to a large extent, it's the players' union who's responsible for determining how much the players will earn if they are signed. And the point of the revenue money is to redistribute some of the money from the richer teams to the poorer teams so that they have money to spend on the players. But, you know, for whatever reason, because they're cheap or they don't care about winning or maybe their finances are secretly, like, shit, which we know isn't the case with the nuttings, but let's just say, you know, they got some problems and they're not willing to, like, spend a lot of money. Like, the, like how, are the, how are they supposed to spend this revenue money? Like, how is the players' union supposed to be allowed to tell them how to spend the money if none of the players that are available on the market like can reasonably be bought. Well, that's the, the thing. Money. They were saying that how it was a bad uh, free agent year and so forth. Where, And then also the Marlins, Jarek Jeter bought the team, and he kind of purged that team out. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton's a Yankee now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so forth. Which, like, talk about collusion. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Derek Jeter, former Yankee, now owner of the Marlins. You know, whatever. But they're considered a smaller market team. The Marlins, the Rays, the Pirates, the A's. The A's, we know, are a smaller market team. I mean, come on, they made a movie about them. You know? Yeah. And 
Yeah, there's a lot of teams that tried to copy the A's philosophy from Billy Bean and the whole Moneyball situation. Which is, you know, you invest a lot of money in analytics. Yeah. Um, you use the analytics to basically, like, make bets on players that, you know, don't grade out to be, like, top prospects, but maybe have certain, you know, tools that you can use. And if you have the right mix of... You know, and it, it, it can be kind of, like, esoteric. Like, you, you don't really, like, see the results immediately. Um, so, I don't know. Like, how much revenue money did the Pirates get? I'm not sure exactly how much. And that's... I'm not saying that's privy to information, but that's not something I saw. Um, I'm sure I, it's out there. I, I, know it's in, it. I know it's in the millions. I mean, my point with it, if it's, you if know, it's but, in the millions, like, that might be one player. Right, um, I mean it's it's definitely in the millions. I don't know if it's tens of millions or if it's single digit millions, but either way, obviously, um, we know the pirates aren't really taking their revenue sharing and also their luxury tax and this that the other thing, and putting players on the field. They're not. They are doing a bad way of playing moneyball. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that, that that's what it is. Uh, they have gonna... like a schizophrenic approach to things, where you know they won't they won't go make like a splash in the free agent market, but they also won't trade any prospects when a player can be had just in exchange for players and not actual cash, um, because the prospects are part of the future. But because they're not, like, bolstering what they're bringing up from the minors with major league-ready talent that they could acquire through the free agent market, you know, those those prospects are ending up, you know... No, I don't want to say wasting their time, because Andrew McCutcheon had a great career in Pittsburgh. He did. And I but he, like... never, he never played in more than one postseason series, and now he's on a different team. Yeah, I mean, he played in three um, wildcard games in one postseason series. Uh, and now he's with the Giants, and uh, he'll probably have a chance to play in at least another postseason series, if not two or three. And they could have got him some help by trading a guy like Glasnow. Oh, yeah. Well, and we're hearing now that Glasnow and Meadows are like not major league ready for the season. Well, where they're and I have going. that actually underneath our next topic, but I'm going to move that up, and we'll 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 skip ahead here one topic. So right now, I told you don't get me started on the Pirates, man. So right now the Pirates are zero and three, and I don't know, did they lose today? Because I wrote these notes. No, they tied. That game. They tied. They tied. Okay. I so, have no idea what happened about the tie. I thought they were doing like a runner on second in in extra innings. Yeah, in but games. but they're only doing it to the apparently the Pirates couldn't get a guy in from second. So yeah, know, get so used to that. All right, so they're they're zero three and one. Whatever, I'll have to pull that up. But but when I wrote these notes this afternoon, the Pirates were zero and three in the preseason. Uh, thus far in the Grapefruit League. Um, the Red Sox and the Yanks are 4-0. I think the Red Sox did lose to this afternoon when I saw that come through on on uh, my little ESPN notes here that come up to my phone like every five seconds. Um, you didn't get any notes about the game against Manatee because they didn't play Manatee. They this did year. not play Manatee. I know you were kind of really bummed about I had that. a meme and everything. I, I saw your, I saw your, uh, um. I made a meme. You did. I saw it on on, <laughs> on the Twitter. Um, see, Red Sox. You can Red find Sox. pictures of manatees basically anywhere on the internet. Well, folks. yeah, and also they're on TV right now with that thing. Um, There's a manatee show. 
No, there's that commercial for the manatee. Oh, oh yeah, they with the t-shirts. Manatees. I, I think the Red Sox teams. did lose. But anyway, so the Yankees and the Red Sox are in the the Grapefruit League, the same league the Pirates are in, and the NL and the AL play each other all through the Grapefruit League, which is awesome because you get to see a lot of things. So the Bucks did bring Corey Dick Dickerson um, in for their everyday left fielder. Now here's the thing: what you were saying about Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows will likely spend the season in Triple A. Um, barring anything crazy going on, injuries and so forth, um, uh, suspensions, he, suspensions, whatever. Um, World historical but here's thing, slumps. But here's the thing: Austin Meadows now has that weight lifted off his shoulders of being Clutch's replacement uh, in center field off of him. Um, Dickerson, uh, uh, he's he doesn't really benefit from any of this situation of the Bucks bringing him on to the uh, bring him in. And having him as the everyday left fielder, but it gives Meadows another full season in the minors to develop. Yeah. So that's where you were saying that like Meadows is still not ML ready uh, right now, and I get that. We saw him last year, right? He's he didn't start the season. Did he start the season with us? I know we saw him in the uh, preseason. Obviously, did he start the season? Did he come up at all last year? I thought he came up for a game or two because of Marte being out. And then yeah, sent yeah him back we had out. the best outfield in baseball for like a week or two, and then yeah, and then I think that was on my birthday. Marte got my April eighteenth was when Marte got suspended. Yeah, so um, it was a couple weeks before they had to bring an outfielder up. Yeah, but I think they brought Meadows up for a little bit, mm. uh, and then sent him back down uh, because they had this. They had to make the determination to send him back down or keep him up with the with the club. Sure. Uh, before they determined, because there's that rule that if you're up so far, then you're there the rest of the time. Yeah, the you, clock. You know, the clock starts, yeah. and then they they lose you faster. Exactly. If they're uh, the pirates and they're not so, willing to pay you, so here's you're thing. Wrong. So here's the thing. Meadows. He, I mean. So he's not major league ready yet. They're gonna give him another season in AAA. Uh, so basically, the Pirates bought themselves time with Corey Dickerson, um, and I think he has another year left on his deal. But who, who's to say Corey Dickerson's not trade bait the trade deadline? Depending on what he does, Corey Dickerson's numbers for last season against McCutcheon's numbers last season were better. Yeah, I, I saw the side by side stat. He had like, two more home runs. His on-base percentage was like 2% higher. His batting average was like 60 points higher. I mean, his numbers were better in Kutch, but, you know, Corey Dickerson also wasn't the face of a franchise for 10 years. Well, he won't have to be here either. You know, uh, Kutch wasn't even here 10 years. I think it was 8 years. Uh, I was at Kutch's first game. Uh, He let off. uh, We talked about this before. I mean, he let off. You know, he had a single, stole second. Uh... And then somebody hit a double and he scored. So, I mean, that was so I've been back in Pittsburgh. That had to be oh nine. That's when Kutch came up uh, for that. Uh, That was, um, you know. So, what do the Pirates have in the tank? In the minors, I don't really know. Other than like Austin Meadows, I mean, they brought up Glass now. They brought up. uh, what's the other pitcher? Um, Tyon? Tyon. Jameson yeah. Tyon. Um, you know, so... A sick save by Murray tonight. First or J- Jari tonight. Cause no, it was Murray's, the Smith. Oh, that was the Smith? Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so 
sorry, we're watching ESPN Penn's highlights. Voice, yeah, yeah, we're highlights. watching ESPN highlights. Uh, or they're doing the top the top ten play. But anyway, um, but with the Bucks, you know, I, I looked at their starting five. Their starting five batting order, anyway, is you're looking at um, Jay Hay leading off, Marte, Polanco, Dickerson. And um, uh, Cervelli, uh-huh. it's not a bad starting five in the batting order. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's. I don't know. It's just people... it, it's really hard to get excited about the Pirates right now, especially what happened over the off season with Garrett Cole going away for almost nothing and Kutch going away for. Almost nothing, and the rest of the the division getting better, and the rest of the division getting better, and the Pirates weren't really good enough to do anything last year. No, so they weren't if, at all. If they took a step backwards, and the rest of the division took a step or several steps forward, then where does that leave us? I mean, I, I, I again, the Bucks play money ball badly. They trade one guy and get three guys to replace them. Yeah, I mean that's you know, I mean, I understand that's how money ball works, but. Um, you know, shit. Could the Pirates get Billy Bean? What the fuck? I, I mean, <laughs> I you know I wonder about that seriously. Like, you know, we were talking about the Devils earlier and and the Penguins and uh, Devils you know, and Penguins lost similarities. Hero doing all these, you know, big deals and making their teams better. And like, why can't it be like that in baseball? And like, yeah, I think why, a lot of it is there's no salary cap. Well, yeah, there's the no salary. dominated the salary cap era of the NHL. Uh, because they've had good general managers who were able to like. Add well, the I mean, they're pieces. the first team to win back-to-back Stanley Cups in the salary cap era. Yeah, you know, and the salary cap era. And they've won three cups. Two thousand and five. Three cups compared to like who else has three since then? Blackhawks. Blackhawks have three. Yep. Okay. So besides them, nobody else. Yeah, uh, Blackhawks have three. And the Pens have three in the last ten years. And then what? Like the Kings got two. Kings got two, and then. Uh, Boston get one or two. Boston got one. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah, seriously, like the Pirates need to take a page out of the Pens book and take a page out of the Steelers book and say, okay, this is what they do. Maybe we can do something with this. I know they're totally different sports. Different sports, so. But you you know what? You're. And you're not a salary cap program where the Steelers and the Pens are salary cap programs. I mean, nothing could sit there and be like, look, I am the ninth richest owner in the MLB, which he is. It's fact. Check it. Uh, Could he write a billion-dollar paycheck out of his personal account? He'd have to move some money around. (laughs) But he probably could, you know, and go ahead and have it. $200 $200 million payroll one year. Buy a World Series. Do what the Marlins did in 97 and again in 2003. Yeah. Is when they did it. We'd love you for it. You know what? Buy a World Series. We would I thank you. Give a fuck. It's all water under the bridge. Bring something here. We Then then whenever I see you in a restaurant, I won't be upset and want to buy Zine your drink. Uh, but, oh, man. Uh, you know. Yeah, don't do that. I won't. I won't do that. I never do that. I never do that. I think about it, but I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like that would just be like, oh, come on, like 
Like, uh, buy a World Series. Who cares? I mean, everyone else does it. You know, uh, you know, I, you know. As much as I rag on the Yankees because I'm also a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Well, guess what? You know what? The Yankees, a lot of their World Series is they come from development. Yeah. They've added pieces and they've paid a lot of money for those pieces. Mm. But their core team was development. Right. Yeah. You're telling me Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter. Jorge Posada, all the, they were those were development guys. Pettit, Pettit, Andy Pettit, those guys were all development guys from the '90s all the way through until the end of their career. They added pieces along the way. Well, it just says like, but, what's the best way to win a championship? Is it easier to win a championship by buying a bunch of free agents or by developing in house? Or don't make that decision and do both. Well, you know what? Do both. You know, develop in-house and add pieces where you need it. I mean, come on, look. Uh, the Miami Heat set up LeBron James, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. In the first year, they went ahead and went to the NBA Finals and lost. Yeah. The second year, they won. The third year, they won. But they lost the first year. Because yeah. it takes time for a team to gel and yeah. develop. It, it, you, you can't... The 97 Marlins almost blew that shit. If it wasn't for the Cleveland Indians... Being the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland gonna Cleveland. If Cleveland didn't pull Cleveland, they would have had a World Series in 97. Yeah. When the Marlins Very won. True. Uh, it, you know, Cleveland almost had a World Series here a couple years ago whenever the Cubs won. Uh, but they pulled a Cleveland. I mean, it happens. You know, uh, 95, Cleveland almost had a World Series. They lost that shit to the Braves. They pulled a Cleveland. Whatever. But, yeah. Enough uh, baseball for right now. If you're listening to this show to hear about bad stuff that happened to Cleveland, like, <laughs> you can just loop that back. Um, we're going to move on to the next topic. Yeah, exactly. If you want to hear about bad shit about the Cuyahoga Pirates? Cuyahoga River Fire. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you had a river burn. Um, so, the NFL, check this out. Jerry Jones is to reimburse the NFL for legal fees incurred related to Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. And Goodell's contract. Um, so it's originally reported that Goodell was firing, or was, uh, sorry, uh, Goodell was fining uh, Jerry Jones um, to stir the pot, is what was reported. Um, but honestly, the fellow owners um, are citing a rule that has been in the uh, books for about two decades now that if an owner um, participates and brings uh, litigation and loses that he must reimburse the fees. Now, now, who reported that it was a fine? I'm not sure. But, but there was speculation that it was a fine? Pretty much somebody came out and said, oh, uh, Roger Goodell is fining Jerry Jones $2 million for this. And then other people ran with it. And, and the then, reason people were able to run with it is because it seems plausible. It seems plausible. And the reason it seems plausible... Is because Goodell does whatever the hell he wants, and most of the time it's not always like. But then necessarily on the you know, up and up. you know. But then there's some proper people out there that says no, 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 no. This is really what happened, and I think it was like Jerry, the Dallas Cowboys people, and the NFL people, and then the other owners came out and said no, 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 this is this is the rule. This is what it is. So basically, um, so Matt, um, you're driving down Brookline Boulevard at 40 miles an hour. The speed limit on Brookline Boulevard is what? 25. 25. So you're going to get a ticket. Okay? No, because everyone else is going 40 also. Right. But say you're but, the dickhead that gets so, the ticket. Yeah. All right? So you go ahead and get that ticket. You're going to take it to court to the magistrate. So you're going to go to the magistrate because you don't want the points on your license. 
right. I've already done this. I don't know. Right, right. It's a new magistrate, though. So right, but 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 here's what I can't ha- speed here, through. Here's what happens. You're somehow able to beat the speeding ticket because the cop didn't have the white lines painted far enough apart mm-hmm. or something like that. But here's the thing. You're going to take it to court. You're going to get the fine thrown out. Your points are thrown out. But guess what? You, you won. You won, so you don't have to pay costs. Mm. But you go ahead and you fight the ticket to go ahead and and you walk in and you say, Look, Your Honor, I was wrong. I apologize. I'm sorry. I just want the points reduced from my license. Uh, the points aren't against my license and my insurance really doesn't go up. Um, can we come to a terms? And the judge says, Matt, thank you for being honest. You're good. We're going to reduce this to a $100 ticket for failure to adhere to a traffic control device. It's 100 bucks, no points. Pay the fine plus court costs. Yeah, no, I mean. You lost. You pay the court costs. Right. So you're going to pay that $100 for your ticket and then the 35 because you asked for a hearing. Right. I've now, done this. You, yeah. You, you, so, trust me, you're preaching to the choir. Oh, shit. I've been there, I mean, too. I've, I've been in that very conversation. How, how do you think I know about the $35 and, and court like, cost and the $100 failure to hear? Thing is, like, when, you know, when you know you're wrong yeah. and you know you have the money. Yeah, you just pay. You're you're happy to pay the fine. Yeah, you're like I just because you don't want to lose your license. You're like, or have I don't to lose, go to traffic I, school. I, I don't want to lose my license or go to traffic school, and I don't want the points on my license to, to have to pay a higher insurance cost. That's what that is. So, so the, so there's this rule that's been there for for two decades now, and and it's almost like a slander rule, I guess, is what it comes down to. Is he he was accused and Jerry Jones was accused of Goodell of, you know, being an asshole and. Being Goodell and takes one to know one. You know, I mean, did you watch the the thing on NFL Network about Jerry Jones? It's very interesting. By the no, way. I I could I can't stomach that. It was very interesting. It's worth the two hours of your life. You might need a six pack, but it's worth the two hours. If I drink a six pack and watch a movie about Jerry Jones, it's, it's another like, movie. I, be, it's I better show. be I better be dying. Like I, I better <laughs> like there's note to self. Matt's on his deathbed. We're putting the Jerry Jones. Yeah. On. Right, uh, but I mean, but, not like happy yeah, I mean, deathbed. Like, I, mean, seriously, I, I personally think Ezekiel got railroaded myself um, about you know his suspension and you know it's shit that happened in college and it was shit that the the person that was his accuser uh, relinquished or, or she it, retracted her retracted her accusations um, and said no I was mad and da, 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 there was whatever. no evidence to no to evidence enter any kind of charges you no know, but 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 it's still detrimental to the league and detrimental to the league because the league and course, the league fucked up the Ray Rice thing yeah the league so now the Ray now Rice they thing. feel like and they've got they've got this like mandate to su- suspend people based on hearsay yeah and also because they was... didn't suspend Ray Rice based on hearsay and then when they saw the actual video then he got like a really stiff punishment and he's basically blackballed from the NFL but you know, it was so embarrassing to the league to not do anything like just that there was an accusation in the first place that, you know, now if like you're accused, I mean, you, you can just be suspended. I mean, shit, Roethlisberger took a four game suspension and had no charges, he filed, had it reduced, no arrest. He had it reduced to three though, right? It was a six. He had it reduced to four. A six to four. Okay. So Elliot could have gotten Elliot a four based on that precedent. Uh, Elliot kept fighting it and this, that, other thing, but they, and he ended up through the season taking his six and mm-hmm. whatever he's like you know because he can put injunctions in federal court yeah. and this I, you know when you start getting federal court involved in sports it's never a good thing 
Makes me wonder, um, like, he must have been innocent if he was willing to fight it. You know, and, Roethlisberger and it, and it, just took it, you know? Roth- mm. Well, well, mm. well, you know, Roethlisberger... Thinking emoji. No, Roethlisberger fought it, and so forth, and he got his six reduced to a four. Um, he didn't go through the federal court, this, that, year thing, whatever. Um, but, you know, Roethlisberger got suspended with no charges, no arrests, none of that. Accusations. Accusations. Do I think those accusations are true? Probably, probably. I've dealt yeah. with Roethlisberger in a bar, um, as a bartender. But you know, my personal views as Roethlisberger are: dude, win Super Bowls and win games. That's what you're paid to do. When you're out in public, don't be a dick. And he's gotten better over the years. Yeah, and I, well, like that, that. Don't be a dick. That's not you just know, a rule for Ben Roethlisberger. That's, that's a rule, rule for, for all the, of us. That's fellas. a rule for the guy down the street. Everybody, you know. Um, but yeah, I, you get I, away I, with it easier if you're Ben Roethlisberger, but it doesn't make it right. No, it makes you. It makes it worse. And if and if Ezekiel Elliott got away with anything, like again, it's not right. It's not but right. The standard of proof being what it is, you yeah. know, like there were no charges filed against but, him. But also, and, and he and you know, like, but also he was Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones held up and held and, and held, um, you know, hearings and whatnot on having Goodell getting his contract extension. To be the commissioner, he's one of the big ones against that, you know. And Goodell got forty-two. Goodell made like forty million last year. He ended up getting like a two hundred eighty dollar or two hundred eighty million dollar contract extension for like four years as commissioner and a free plane for life and a free plane. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like shit. What? What kind of degree or anything do you need to be the NFL commissioner? Because that would be a job I'd like to go for. I mean, I think it helps to have a background in law. I'm sure it does. Labor law I mean, probably wouldn't I hurt. Mean, um, I mean, I have a background in law. Not as a oh. defendant. Oh. I had to throw that in there. Because then OJ would be the commissioner, right? Jesus Christ. Nobody has more experience as both a criminal defendant and NFL employee as than OJ Simpson. Simpson. <laughs> It's correct. It also doesn't hurt if you like golf. I mean, that's that's part of the game. Right. You know, and have really good friends that are attorneys. But now they're all dead. Shit. Yeah. All, all, all OJ's friends died that were his, like, lawyers and shit. Yeah. Except, I think there's one left from the original 94 case. Johnny Cochran died. Yeah. Ethel uh, Bailey died. Ethel Bailey died. Kardashian, Robert Kardashian died. But Kardashian wasn't his lawyer. He uh, was just, like, a witness. Was he was it? his friend. Who happened no, to be he, a no, lawyer? No, he ended up being a lawyer. He ended was up he, being, on, he was on his case. Oh man! Everything on, by the end of that um, case, by it, the end uh, of that case, uh, he had like was it, uh, Greenberg. Was it Alan Greenberg? He's out of New England. He's out of Boston. Was it Alan Greenberg? Or Green- Dershowitz. Der- Dershowitz. Dershowitz is alive. He's still alive. Yeah. All right, so he's still alive. There it is. Um, and then Robert Shapiro is still alive. But Robert Shapiro Shapiro alive. I think yeah, Robert Spears still alive. I think he might have died when John Travolta was cast to play him. And <laughs> I know I did a little. I died a little. <laughs> that was a great series, though. I loved it. Compared to the documentary, though, that that series. The documentary. Was the documentary. The documentary is amazing. It was what six six six, six it hours. Was like six two hour episodes. Yeah, six two hour. Episodes. I mean, like I watched it. Like I. Oh, I, I've totally binged. I that saw the whole sun come up a few days, but I powered through that thing. Dude, I've totally binged good. that on one day. Uh, oh, man. Done that. But anyway, getting back to Jerry Jones, like, he was sticking up for his employee. Um, 
was he being a little frivolous and like overly dramatic about things because he's Jerry Jones? Yes. Can he help himself at this point? No. Do people his age like change the way they behave? Like, no. So, also, um, does he like have no more money left? Uh, no, he's got a lot of money. So then, what's the big deal? Pay the shut, pay the fine, and shut up. There you go. So, um, speaking of paying fines and shutting up. We're going to go to the NCAA I'm hoops. I'm talking about my driving record. No, we're going to go to the NCAA hoops right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, basically what I have here for the NCAA hoops, Matt, is the tournament started today. Uh, today, uh, we're recording is now technically the 28th, but it's still the 27th to us. Um, we're recording on Tuesday night here. Uh, the tournament started today. Smaller conferences started. I know the Big Ten starts the 28th later today the, the the Big Ten tournaments in Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center that's so weird yeah um, it's really weird I mean yeah. it's like Rutgers is like I guess the Big Ten team that's out that way but that's not even that close yeah that's like an hour and a half from Brooklyn well no Rutgers is probably two hours from Brooklyn um, so the tournaments go through March 11th um, the ACC is the last tournament to start and end uh, the last tournament to start, and also is the last uh, to end their season, regular season. The ACC uh, will end the regular season with the last game of the regular season for all of NCAA is Duke-UNC, which is this Saturday night. It's an 8-15 tip-off, and that is the last regular season college basketball game for this year. Um, and in rightful that it's a Duke-UNC game. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I, the... That Probably game. the best game I've seen all year was that the first Duke UNC. Yeah, game. it was a great game. I mean, they always play each other so tight. I mean, I I broke down the stats earlier. I mean, they were two points apart. You know, it was Over what like the last hundred matchups. Or the last hundred matchups, they were fifty fifty, and they were two points apart. Mm. So now, what UNC's what fifty one fifty? Yeah, uh, and I think they're still only. F- I think they're four points apart now. Mm. Some. I'm glad I don't thing. have to pick that one because yeah. I mean, that's a game that I always call my buddy. That's the bartender, Mike. Uh, I call him, and I'm like, hey, I know you're taking UNC, and I'm taking Duke. How much are we putting on this shit? And are we taking mm-hmm. points, or are we just going straight up? Yeah. And most of the time, we'll just go straight up, and I'll take Duke, and he'll take UNC. And honestly, I'm 50-50 with, with him. Well, you know, if you're making a pick, you do not have the who's coming off a loss metric. Yeah. Because they both <laughs> lost tonight. Yeah, they did both lose Yeah, tonight. Tuesday night. UNC lost to Miami. And Duke then lost to Virginia Tech. Duke lost to Virginia Tech. They or was did. that last night with Virginia Tech? Uh, last night. That was last night. It was last night. Um, so yeah, but you're, so you're getting into tournament time. The conference tournaments are always good. Uh, you know, with the local college hoops, Pitt made the highlights. For, Pitt, Pitt for made what? headlines for what? But not the good kind like you want. Oh. <laughs> By no. scoring seven points in the first half of their game against oh. Virginia. When they play seven Virginia. points and only seven. Okay, points. okay. Wait, wait. I mean, lots of teams score yeah, seven. That was this weekend. I, I was I was at work. I didn't even get a chance, and so forth. And I, saw I didn't get it. to watch it because it's blacked out on. I I had a friend yeah. of mine that that Facebooked about it, um, that they scored thirty seven points total in the game. Total, but total. thirty were in the second half. Right, but Virginia. When we were recorded last week, Virginia was the number one ranked team in the country. Mm. Were they still number one they ranked were, team? They yeah. were, Okay. So, Virginia, they're playing number one team in the country. There was, like, a glimmer of an outside shot that, like, 
something special would have happened. And, and it kind of yeah. did, but not the not and then the they, kind of special. And, and, then, the they, right and, kind of special. and then they tipped off. And then uh, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like, Pitt, are they the first team ever in the ACC to go winless in conference play? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I'm I'm pulling this out of my ass. I, I hope I, no one notices. I, I want to say honestly. that they're probably not the first team to go winless in the, in their own conference. In um, their own conference or in, in any conference? In in uh, any in in the ACC. Are they the in first? In the ACC, I have no idea. I, mean, I have no idea. Teams have gone winless. Like, teams have gone winless for years. I, so yeah, whatever conference those teams are in, then yes, they yeah. go winless. I, I, I mean... But I mean, the ACC is a tough conference. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt had a rough year. They're starting five freshmen. We talked about this all the way through. Anyway, enough about Pitt. They're gonna go to the Please. ACC. They're gonna go to the ACC tournament, and they're gonna get lose their first game, and it's over. Um, and that ACC tournament starts uh, next Monday. And then they got a real mess to deal um, with with their coaching. Situation. Yeah, they do. I mean, hey, Susie McConnell, could she coach men's and women's? I don't know. Yeah. But I found out this week that she fed Mr. Rogers fish. Interesting fun so, fact. You know, there's hope for us all. In a, in a dark week for Western PA hoops. So the wait, best wait, thing I okay, saw okay. was Susie McConnell okay. feeding so, Mr. So, Rogers fish. So tonight, speaking of Susie McConnell, tonight her nephew TJ mm. McConnell. TJ, I waited on his wife's parents. Mm. Cool. And they were talking about going up to Cleveland this week to mm-hmm. go up and see TJ play in Cleveland uh, when Philly plays up there. Um, I, I'm not a huge NBA fan. I could really care less about the NBA. I see what I see on SportsCenter. I listen to Stephen A. Smith. Um, I really don't know much about NBA. All I hear is about LeBron, LeBron, LeBron for the most part. And locally in Pittsburgh, we don't hear a lot about NBA. Uh, we do hear Bob Pompey talk about T.J. McConnell. Mm. He was playing in Pennsylvania on the other side of the state five hours away. Um, you know, I, good for him. Yeah. Good good for him. You know, local boy playing the NBA. There's been a couple local boys playing the NBA. Dewan Blair is one of them. Mm-hmm. T.J. McConnell. I know there's a, a, a guy from uh, McKeesport went to the NBA mm. uh, recently. Guy from Central few years ago Kyle Goldcamp um, was I didn't even realize this but he he was in training camp with uh, Cleveland okay he, he played for the Erie Bayhawks nice in, in the developmental league yeah you know, speaking um, about the NBA so it, it does happen like guys guys from Western PA do do get to that that stage where they're like very few and far between it's it's not like we're much more of a football area um, but like one really strong basketball program in Western PA um, that I, that I think about a lot this time of year because some of their alumni are coaches in the tournament usually usually, and that would be Blackhawk, up uh, Beaver County way. Okay. Um, and the 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 Millers are from Blackhawk High School, Steve. I don't know if you were going there with that, but um, Sean Miller, head coach of Arizona. Yeah. Um, he he been talking on the phone. He has been talking on the phone, and they've been recording it. The FBI. You know, get involved in college sports. How is there not a mole from Beaver County in the FBI that could like send a text like, "Hey, Sean, like pipe it." You know, like I, I know, you know right? like Jeez. your phone's been flagged, bro. Yeah, like pipe down over there. 
Um, but that's not what happened. And, you know, this the scandal with Rick Pitino and the, you know, you've got agents. So, you've got players basically being offered six-figure sums to commit to a certain school so they can go be one and done at one school as opposed to another. Speaking about being one and done, one of my ESPN updates here says, uh, Kentucky coach John Calipari says a player should be able to make money. They should? Should. Should. Be able to make money. Hey, man. That's, this, that's the quote. It says should be able to make money. doesn't say how. It says should be able to make money. Well, that's good that he says that because, you know, Coach Calipari has his own podcast. And I bet you if one so, of his players started their own podcast so, how and about, tried to sell advertising, they'd get banned from playing college basketball. Pretty much. So how about this one? Uh, an NBA player that never played college. Uh, LeBron James calls the NCAA the most corrupt organization. Says the NBA should develop an alternative farm system for younger players. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's more feasible than it happening in football. I mean, if you it want, is. if you want, oh yeah, yeah, it's if definitely you want more a laboratory. The, you know for what? How to do that? Like you, you start with basketball because you only need to field a twelve man roster. Correct. And then you just get like a bunch of AAU kids who have well, no I interest mean, in I going mean, to class. The NBA has the has the B league, the C league, and the D league. Well, they call it the G league now. I don't know why. Well, I'm not sure couple, what that stands for. They but, have a couple different leagues that but they play. Guys in. have come out of the G league. You know, have there's have European good. basketball. I know half the Harlem Globetrotters never, you know, played the NBA for a minute or never played the NBA. Yeah. I mean, they're not the Harlem Globetrotters that we remember as kids in the 80s. But I mean, you know, it was. I'm, I met a guy that played for the Harlem Globetrotters. He played college ball at Pitt, and I can't remember his name. He dated a friend of mine. And. Call her up. Uh, it's more of an ex-wife friend. Uh, well, never mind. But and it's also like yeah, half past two. In I the think morning. we're friends on Facebook still. <laughs> she didn't delete me, whatever. But uh, that's she, always she, that's she, always that's always rewarding. Yeah, yeah. She she dated a guy that, that you know that 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 played at Pitt and then played in um, Europe and then yeah. played with the Globetrotters. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that's there cool. Are, there are places to go where you can make money. As a basketball player, there is. Um, if you want to be like a first round NBA pick, you go to Duke. The best way to get seen is to go play D one basketball here in the states. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, at Duke, UNC, Arizona, Kentucky. Now, I would love to see. Um, like, we've had first round picks in the NBA who come from Turkey, yeah, and, yeah. like Spain, Stephen Adams, but Stephen Adams. Well, no, no, no. Here's what would be with Stephen Adams. Stephen's at Stephen Adams. Played a year at Pitt. He was a one and done. But when they announced the starting lineup at the Thunder games, like he's from, they just say from New Zealand. They yeah. don't give they don't give him they don't give any credit for Pitt. They don't. Um, Dewan Blair, Dewan Blair was number one pick overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't but he played overall. Like more than a year at Pitt. Well, yeah, yeah he played three. He my, played I guess three my point is like where I was going is that like, is it possible that like in the not too distant future? You'll see a first-round pick in the NBA, who's just some American guy, who didn't go to college, went like to play in Europe, and developed enough in like a year or two in Europe. You know that that like a, a kid who grew up in like Texas is getting drafted out of like Real Madrid or you it's know, possible one of those one of those big Euro clubs. It's possible. I mean, that'd be really cool to see. 
You know, like there's there's no reason that you have to go to college. Like you could be 18 years old. There's not. And go go play in freaking Serbia, right? You know, but it's just like how do you get seen by scouts? Well, it's like the soccer guys. Yeah. Junior soccer guys, you know that. Well, that's why Leo Messi like moved to Spain when he was like 12 with his dad. Yeah, because like Argentine soccer, soccer is just and, not as good as and, Spain. And he became a professional soccer player at, like 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and he's never paid a dime of taxes apparently. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, but no, uh, guy, other, other local college way. teams, um, <laughs> you know what? We have Bobby Moe, uh, Robert Morris, Duquesne. Um, they're going to go to their conference tournaments. They have to win their conference tournament in order to get into the playoff, uh, in order to get into the 64 tournament, um, especially since, uh, was it Rhode Island? It's, Rhode Island lost tonight. Oh, okay, but they're ranked. They're anyway. ranked 17th, but they lost to St. Joe's tonight. Right, but they're so they can be had. Any team in that conference can be yeah, had. Yeah, but they're still go Dukes. Yeah, but they're still going to get into the tournament because they're still going to be ranked in the top 25. Probably, yeah, they're still going to get into the tournament whether they win or lose the A10 conference. So there's an auto bid in play that you know. You know, so, you wouldn't. You would not be like doing any disservice to Rhode Island by going out and winning that auto bid. Yeah, go Dukes. Yeah. So win your tournament. Go uh, Bobby Mel. Go Dukes. Um, West Virginia. I think they're they're shooing for the sixty four tournament. Yeah, they'll be um, in. But they'll be in. I don't know. They'll be in as high as they weren't projected. But they're kind of a mediocre team from a big conference. They are. They kind of are. They are. Um, and the kids in the kids are gonna have school. They're not gonna be able to watch all the West Virginia tournament games because they got a teacher contract. Uh oh. Ah. I mean, you can skip school to watch March Madness, though. It's perfectly allowed. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that's a teacher in West Virginia. I've been seeing his Facebook post with his signs every day out yeah. front. Like, we need our teachers. Well, teachers. they got, you know. They, they, this is not like a teacher labor podcast, but like, they rejected a 1% raise and they went on strike and they ended up getting a 5% raise. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I want to be in a union. Shit. <laughs> I want to be a weatherman. Yeah. Because you can be wrong. I can be wrong 90% of the time and still get paid a lot of money. You just got to look good in front of a green screen. Yeah. So on top of that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You get some uh, more things that are going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media, and we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. We're back for our last portion here of Bold Sports. Uh, pretty much all pens all the time right now. So, we got uh, Penguins. Uh, Murray's out with a concussion uh, indefinitely. There's no timetable for his return. He did take a slap shot off the helmet from Ole Matta in practice. That jag. <sighs> Matta. You know... I mean, What's the matter, you? The kind of th- This is the kind of thing that happens. Um, it happens. I mean, shit, Crosby took a puck to the mouth from Jerome Ginla in, was that 2011? Was that like a Ginla's first game? It was a Ginla's first game with the Pens. <laughs> and a Ginla takes a slap shot and it deflects off a defenseman's stick and hits Crosby square in the mouth, busts out his grill again. That was and, awful, man. And gave him a concussion. I remember that, too, because I, I was so excited about the, the Aginla trade. That was like an afternoon game. Oh, that was... A, a and good, I, I made... Well, I, I, like, structured my day around... Well, like, that's where we got Jerome Aginla, uh, Murray, and Morrow, mm-hmm. and Ray Shiro made, like, 
this ridiculous trade and basically handed the Penguins the Stanley Cup and said, yeah. here you go. It's on paper. Now just go and win the actual thing. And that's when we ran into Tukarask in Boston. And that's mm-hmm. the year Boston won the Cup. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It's hockey. It happens. It's sports. What are you going to do? Didn't we lose Murray last year or the year before in the playoffs because of a puck to the face? Uh, it was last year because Flurry, last year? Yeah, cause okay. Flurry so, came back in. So that can happen. Yeah. Um, you can you can lose your goal. Your goalie can get injured Yeah, by doing his job. Exactly. He, so they know this. You, know you this need to have in. a good backup. You, yeah. If you're going to go on you a know, run, and, any shot that is taken and like can I said, be the end of your goalie season. I, you, you said dismiss started tonight. You did the game. Uh, I was at work. I, I heard it. I didn't if I, realize if it he was in goal. Trust me, if... I'm I'm fired tomorrow, if it was Jari, because I was saying to Smith all night. Um, but yeah, like right now, right now, um, you know, De Smith is up. Um, he's Jari's up ba- too. Oh yeah, but Jari's been Murray's backup. So. Right, but but De Smith, De Smith is uh, you know he's hot. So yeah, he started tonight, and it wasn't a bad game. I mean, um, New Jersey is real deal right now. Well, okay, so right now in the Metropolitan Division, as of when I did these notes this afternoon, I didn't see the rest of the game finals, but the Flyers are leading the Metropolitan Division. The the Capitals are second, and the Pens were third. Um, And the Devils are in the wildcard race, but they're still several points behind the Pens as of this afternoon. Um, And we're now at 2 o'clock in the morning recording this podcast. So... Stuff may have changed from what I have written down here. Um, now, how the hell did the Flyers come from the bottom of the basement to be leading? Yeah, they were not. <laughs> but, the not. Pen, but the Pens were at the bottom of the basement just above the Flyers and led the division for two or three days. Well, because when the Pens but, got out to a shaky start, mm, the Flyers were just... Atrocious, horrible, and that was like the the one good thing about the Penguins in the first like two months of the season was like, hey, at least we're I had better the than the Flyers, right. and like we like lost track of the Flyers because we were doing so well. Exactly. Now you the know, Flyers, we weren't, we weren't looking at there. the Flyers because we had nothing to to do with them. Like, we didn't even play them that much. Um, a good thing here and about you know we talked about trade deadline and everything earlier, but. Hornquist, he got a five-year, $26.5 million contract extension that's going to pay him $5.3 million per year. Hornquist made the comments. I said, I don't want to play anywhere else but here. Why would you? Exactly. I mean, so now it's hockey. It's a business. Could he be trade bait at some point in time? Could I'm be. sure. Could also be unprotected in the next expansion draft. If there is five years with the with the Seattle thing Mm. that they're talking about, I mean, there's chance. There's an outside chance. That's five years down the road. We're not worried about that. If they have an expand, if they award a franchise in the next two years, you know, they could very easily be drafting. You know, two years after that, Um, Broussard did play his first game tonight against the Devils. I'm not sure exactly how he did because I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Like I said, I was at work, I had the sound on, but I didn't get to hear a lot. Matt, you did the game. How the hell did he do? Uh, he he was uh, he he had a few days um, since the trade to uh, uh, waiting his visa and transfer papers. Uh, he did skate with the team. 
uh, prior to this week. He was not that that deal did not go through deadline day, or he still wouldn't be with the team. That deal went through. Uh, where are we at? We're on we're on Tuesday. The so like deadline Friday was yesterday. That deal went through Friday. Friday, I think he skated with the team on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so we're, how did he do in the game? Did you did you hear his name called a lot? Uh, I heard his name a lot because they're talking about him because he's new. Um. I know we've talked here before about my beef with AT&T Sports. Um, yep. I do not have a cable box in my office. I have a Fire TV. I'm able to stream every live sporting event that's on regular cable. Except Pens. Except for Pens games, because there's no app. So, like, a big thing for me is the eyeball test. Like, how does he look? Um, I, I have no idea, honestly. I got nothing for you, I'm afraid. Um, in terms of feedback on players that you know, or new to the regular rotation. Uh, there was some interesting commentary about Hunwick that really, like, stuck with me um, in terms of, you know, his plus-minus. Right. Um, Sullivan was asked about it during the post game, and he basically said that, you know, there's six players on the ice, and you, you don't just blame goals on your, you know, one one defenseman. Um, but I guess, I guess Hunwick was a minus-two or maybe minus one, but he was on the ice for two goals against, and they lost three to two. Um, so they weakened their defense core to get Brassard. Now, when Brassard starts contributing on the stat sheet, like you don't need to, you don't need to like see the game to like see the numbers. But as as of right now, I mean, it's it's still it's his early. first game with the Pens, you know. And, you and know. Sullivan also talked about you know get him involved, get him. Used to the system, they they play a lot different. What line style. do they have him on tonight? Third. They have him on third line. Mm-hmm. He was third line center tonight. Yeah. And and Sullivan actually said like, look, he he's, you know, he didn't play the same kind of system in Ottawa, as we play here. And oh, I'm no. thinking like, yeah, no shit, like because you know, we play a good system. <laughs> <laughs> we play a system that actually works. So you know, it might it might take some some getting used to just to get up to speed with timing and. You know, in, in hockey, players have their cues and their tendencies, and you got to learn your line mates, and, you know, you'll give it time. Meanwhile, well, what is indisputable is that there should be a freaking app so I can stream these hockey games. <laughs> I even signed up for freaking the top-tier Hulu for a free trial, and I still could not see my games. That sucks. I subscribed to Amazon, Netflix... And well, freaking Fios. Well, the only reason, and I live like I, I live like three miles from the arena. Well, the only reason, the, the only reason why I still have cable is because of sports. Yeah, um, I can't get it was Root Sports now AT and T Sports. You can't stream that anywhere. You can't get it through anything. Um, I can so get, jealous, I can man. get, I can get the golf channel. I can get NHL, I can get NHL network, MLB, whatever I could through, watch, through, um, I could, I, you have to pay for it. I could get Celtics games if I hit up my boy in Boston for his password. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I could uh, watch, I could watch like Sharks games if I have like, you know, a friend in the Bay area who like wants to give me her cable password. You have that. Um, but, I do actually. That's what I said. I don't know if she has cable, but I know coming. You know, you know, but but like I, I the only reason I still have cable is because I'm a sports nut and I can't get a lot of live sports. They also give it to you uh, for like practically ten bucks a month when you first sign up. Yeah. 
and then when your free trial runs I mean, out, I, I can you know, go. The, I can go ahead go through and to through the, the Apple company. TV we have and and sign up for like the MLB and get all the MLB games. I think I it's cannot like, wait until that new ESPN product comes out. No. it's only going to be like six bucks a month. Yeah, and it's going to have like all the hockey, um, soccer, tennis, baseball. But they're going to black out. But they're going to black out your local shit. local games. But I don't care about the local shit. Like seriously, for, I when do. baseball season starts. Whatever. Well, man. baseball. I'll watch any games. I'll watch. You know. I'll watch some other team while I'm listening to the Pirates. Right. Baseball's better on radio anyway. But back on uh, Pens. Uh, so right now, um, the Pens lead the league in the power play at 27.2 percent, which is awesome. Um, the uh, league leading penalty kill is the Sharks, and they're at 77 percent, which is also amazing. Um, That's more than a hundred if you add them together. True, but you got Malkin. Check this guy out, man. Malkin's uh, six points behind in the scoring title. He's three goals behind Ovechkin um, for the Rocket Richard. Uh, Malkin is uh, let's see, uh, top ten uh, in all offensive stats, and he may be on his way to a Hart Trophy. And he just celebrated an anniversary. He did just celebrate an anniversary. Good for Malkin. But I think Malkin probably wants the Rocket Richard Trophy more than the Hart Trophy. It's against a fellow countryman. To, sco- to score more goals than the sniper fellow countryman. I mean, Alex Ovechkin... Huge out of, rival. Out of, out of his... Alex Ovechkin got 30, 39 goals. I think I saw it as 39 goals. Um... He, uh, you know, out of those 39 goals, how many of those are not scored from the left circle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a sniper. He's, you know, maybe, maybe he's not as versatile as Crosby, okay? But, yeah, Ovechkin's pretty good. I, I got no beef with Ovechkin. Like I, like I said to some you know Cavs, what, you know, some I, Cavs I, fans, yeah, you know, I, I, he moves I, out of the way when it's time. You know, yeah. he, he takes a seat when it's time. You know, I, I, I when there's it. when they start whipping up white Russians, he's as, there. As, as a Pens fan, you know what? I hate Ovechkin. Screw him. I hate him. I hope he gets hit. If he were to join the Penguins tomorrow, I'd be like, sweet, we got Ovechkin. Oh yeah, um, that's not gonna happen ever. Yeah, never. We, we we couldn't do that. It never happened. Um, but the Pens are third place at seventy six points in the division, um, and we lost tonight, so we didn't get any points. So we're still at seventy six points. Uh, earlier this evening, I didn't see the finals games if they even played. The Flyers had 78 points, and the Caps were at 77 points. So, uh, you know, we're, we're two points out of first place. You know, top three, the top three gets you in the playoffs. Top three in your division gets you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there's the two wild cards. We don't want a wild card. We don't want a wild card. Tight division though. You had Caps, Flyers, Devils. Pens. When well, the devil, like the top devil, the devils are the right wild now. card right now. Yeah, and they're, like, and I mean, they're not in that order. Good. Yes, like these are all like the team that beat us tonight, and two of our biggest rivals of all time. Yeah, are basically vying for top three, three playoff spots plus a wild card, and you've also got Tampa in the Atlantic Division, and they're also the best the, team they're in the, the NHL. And they're in the wild card spot right now. Yeah. But Tampa they, is a wild card spot, but they've it's in, incredibly bunched up. Um, you know, you you can go from like third place down to eighth in a couple days, just just like based that. on the scoreboard. So it's time to scoreboard watch if you're a fan. It's 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 officially time. If you're a player, 
It is. You Mar- know, March your coach wants you to just play it, your system. You and know, and we've talked game. Do we've you we, do we've it. talked about this the first half of the the first half of the season before the All Star break is to get your footing, get your get yourself into uh, either a top top position or get yourself into being able to move into a top position. Uh, the second half after the All Star break is to get yourself into a top position and to get into a playoff spot, and then the third season starts to. Uh, be in the playoffs and to make the playoff run for the cup. Uh, and March is definitely moving month. You're either moving up or you're moving down. Um, and for the Pens, as long as they don't move below third spot in the division, they'll be all right. Uh, because if they move below third spot, you know they can move below third spot. But those wild, they, you know, then they get into a wild card position. They could drop out of the wild card position. It, it's uh, you know, I, I, I kind of hate the way they broke it up since they went to all the divisions and shit in the hockey. You know, I, I wish to say, oh, you, th- you know, you know, you know, take the top four out of each out of each division and call it a day. But now they got the top three and two wild cards, so that way you're not having, um, you know, subpar teams because they're in the fourth spot. Yeah, the fourth spot they could be. 15 points behind the third position. And that's a compromise. Make it. Like you, you, know. you hear did you hear about that that proposal the NBA wants to do where they would just take the top 16 and a, re- and a recede. Not no, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even honor conferences. Yeah. Like they, top you, you could have like 12 teams from the west. Yeah. And and four teams from the east and yeah. then they would and then they that would recede pro- it that way. Yeah, that was a proposal from the NBA and you know I don't like it. I'm not. I don't like like it. I don't. I don't feel like I have like a real claim to the NBA, but like as as like a casual fan of the NBA, like like I watched the Washington Milwaukee game tonight. These are two teams that are like kind of in the middle of the pack for the Eastern Conference. Like, do does either one of them have like a real shot of like knocking off Cleveland or Boston and then beating Golden State in the finals? Probably not. You know, but like it's a like cool rivalries happen when you've got you know, like a history with teams and you build that history by playing them a lot. Yeah. And like if if the Penguins only played the Devils like once a year, you know, cuz everything was like super balanced, <laughs> it wouldn't be as much fun. You no. know, like you you want to play your division a lot. Like we we hate Columbus now. Because we play them a lot, and they were because hard. we had to play them in the playoffs, and well, we ended up in well, a division yeah. with them. And when Columbus came in, they were in the West. Yeah, when Columbus came in, they were in the we West. We didn't care about. How we about thought... the Devils? The Devils were in the West. Now the Devils are in well, the East. The Devils used to be the Colorado Rockies. Oh no, sorry, not the Devils. The um, sorry, the the Red Wings. Oh, the Red Wings. The yeah. Red Wings were the West. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the East. Yeah, and I yeah, bet if they right. had another team out west, like we'll get another team from the West, probably like Minnesota or Winnipeg or. Maybe Dallas, I don't know, but you know what? Like, familiarity breeds contempt, right? I mean, okay. And if so, and if contempt isn't good enough, then you've got the Pittsburgh Philly rivalry. All right. So here's what here here's what pisses me off. Though you want to talk about division stuff? So now since baseball's been doing interleague play, mm. they've been making Pittsburgh Detroit the NL AL rivalry where where we play Detroit every year. With a home and home, two games in Detroit, two games in Pittsburgh. Mm. Why don't they just make it fucking Cleveland? I don't know. I don't get it because Cleveland's rival is is the Reds. Because they're they going to make it an all Ohio thing. Like baseball is not as much about bloodthirsty contempt for your opponent. I don't think. 
as it is like how many teams do you get to see? Like how you know what I mean? Like I like when interleague comes and I and I can be like, oh, I've never seen the Yankees live before. Like I'm gonna go see the Yankees, this which year. we did a couple years ago. You know, or like you know, like I got to see the Red Sox a couple times. Like I've 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 probably seen every team at this point, just thanks to interleague play, like, without having to leave my city. You're a But when you have the rivalry, like, where they do, like, the two and two, you know, like, two in Pittsburgh, yeah. two in Detroit, like, it's, it's, for me, it's less about, like, oh, I hate Detroit so much, as it is, like, hey, that'd be fun to, like, go on a road trip and, yeah. and see the Pirates play, like, on the road and, you know, hit up the casino in Greek town. Which, the only way I'm going to see the Pirates play this year is on a road trip. Same. And we talked about the D.C. trip, which is fast approaching. It's like the first week in May. Oh, God. So that might be a tall order, given, given how like work work can be and everything yeah. else that we've got going on at this time. And, of I, year. I, and I'm supposed to maybe go to, to my cousin's wedding out in the Bay Area you should go. in July. You should go, man. Oh, I'm going to go see to, Kutch. I'm going to try to go. Go see Kutch. Uh, uh, I'd be there for a wedding and whatnot. I, I, and he's an hour and a half outside of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I said the Bay Area. Yeah. You know how big that area is? It's a big area. <laughs> Did you see that map of like the. It was like a color coded map of the United States based on like drive time, like shortest drive time to a major league stadium. <laughs> and like the way that map skews, like A's territory, like literally, like it takes so long to get across the bay that like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like they're they're like you're like literally like on the shore like where you can like see the Coliseum from your house on like the San Francisco side of the bay. But it's an hour but and a half. You're Giants, you're Giants country, even though like you know you got to drive like an hour south to get to you know uh, McCovey Cove or wherever that is. I don't know. Like that that's interesting. Pirates territory like is a, it's actually like has like a sliver of. Um, West Virginia, western, Ohio. West, no, even Western Virginia, like oh. down around like Bland oh, area, okay. like uh, you know, which I I stopped at like a McDonald's there once, and like the you know I got my Steelers debit card, and the, the cashier was like, "Oh, the Steelers, that's my favorite team," and I'm like, "We're like eight hours from Pittsburgh. Like I'd have thought you'd be like a Redskins or like a Titans fan down here, but no, man. Like yeah, you know the Pittsburgh media market like includes most of West Virginia." Yeah. And also, like, drive time, you know, in that in that part of Virginia, it's very hard to go east and west. Like, your best bet is to go north on 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're north or south at that point. Yeah, so, like... So, you're Panthers fans or you're Stewart's fans. The one there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's crazy on just how the leagues, whether it be NHL, MLB, NFL, or NBA, how, how they try to create these rivalries... But yet, I mean, there was a while. It depends. The Pens and the Flyers have always had a rivalry, even though they were in two separate conferences for mm-hmm. years. Um, and the Pirates and the Phillies had a big rivalry for years when they were in the same. Because that's when the uh, Major League Baseball was the NL East and West and mm-hmm. the AL East and West. Yeah. And I, you know, when we played the Braves in the nineties. They were the, they were the West. They were in the West because they moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta, but mm. never reseeded them. Yeah, um, there weren't enough teams out west yet. Yeah, I mean, they, there was no Colorado. Or, there was no uh, Colorado. Arizona. There was no Arizona. There was no um, shit. Did they even have Seattle? I mean, I know it's the American League, but 
Seattle joined in like seventy eight. Yeah, uh, it's you know, and the Braves were the Boston Braves. Mm-hmm. Then went became the Milwaukee Braves, and then were the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. You, you you gotta go way back in hit. And at this point, we're old enough to remember a lot of baseball history that our parents taught us, that our mm-hmm. grandparents taught us. Um, but now I'm starting to forget that shit. <laughs> you know what? Like I've um, and like I don't know how this Penguin segment got into this, but for God's sake, man! Like baseball season is right around the corner, and I'm having a hard time getting excited. I am having a hard time saying because we're because we're being anti. Like I said, I'm not anti pirates. I'm just not going to any games. I'm still going to watch them on TV because I already pay for the fucking TV channel. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not going to go to any games. I'm still going to follow the Pirates. I'll still watch games on TV. I'm just not going to the ballpark. Um, and I'm also a Red Sox fan. Yeah. And because that was the AL team I picked as a kid because there was no interleague play when we were Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's what that is. Uh, again, back to the Pens. They're making a hell of a push right now. Um, good trade deadline deals. Lost tonight. They did have an 11-game home winning streak, though. 12. No, they said 11. It was 11? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 12. It ended tonight. And tonight. Okay. Um, here and there. Yes. They're, they're, in their, they're in their playoff mode. They're in their playoff push. They're doing it. They're getting things done. Um, we're going to have a lot of pens talk. At least through the first week of April. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of the regular season. And then once the playoffs start, I'll actually be able to see the games. Yes, because you can stream on NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have um, the Pirates. They're down there spring training. Spring training's, you know what? I, I don't take spring training wins and losses for a grain of salt. No. Because, you know, the starters are only playing the first three innings. Um. You know, and they and, have ties, in the, and they have in ties, the and they have ties now, uh, in uh, spring training baseball. But you know what? Baseball starts March twenty eighth. So yeah. we're recording this tonight, the twenty seventh. It'll be March twenty eighth. Time I see you, twenty eighth February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be March uh, next week when we get together and do this. Shit, I mean, baseball's here. You know what the best thing about preseason baseball is? MLB shows, MLB Network shows a Grapefruit League and a Cactus League game back-to-back. Oh, yeah? And they also squeak in a night game on occasion, huh. especially in the Cactus League. I'll have to check it out. I do have that channel. Yeah. I don't at home, but I do at work. Nice. Because we cut down on our cable package. Yeah, but well, you know. Gotta save money where you can. Yeah. You know, whatever. I can still stream on the internet. I'm alright. Alright, folks. That's uh, a wrap-up from Matt and I here this week on Bold Sports. If you have any passwords for any streaming services that you'd like to share with us, you know where to reach us. We're on Twitter. Uh, We are on Twitter. I'm I'm Tasty. At Bold Sports. uh, At Bold Sports. Or Bold PGH Sports on Twitter. Uh, he's MM Tasty on Twitter. I'm at Steve Fernald on Twitter. Hit us up. Also check us out on Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook and Bold Pits and BoldPGH.com and at BoldPGH on Twitter. 
Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you guys next week about all the fun, good things going on in sports. Yeah. And hopefully no bad things, but probably some bad things, too. I'm sure there's going to be a bad thing or two. But, all right, folks, take it easy. We'll see you next week. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.